Welcome along, Pastor Phil. Tell us a bit more about your heart for revival in Australia. Thanks, Matt. It's uh, great to be here and uh, to be united with Australians all over the country, crying out to God for our nation. And uh, our 24, 25 million people are are really in need of an encounter with God. And uh, there are a lot of great movements happening, a lot of great churches starting, a lot of great things happening, but it needs to be multiplied and amplified in all kinds of ways. So I believe that as we pray, that's the only way that God actually brings things to pass. And in, in the Bible, you read a lot about prayer meetings in the book of Acts, but um, I'm nervous that churches are relying on planning meetings and marketing meetings and uh, board meetings and uh, committee meetings rather than prayer meetings. Prayer meetings are where God's power is manifested. And if we can get the church into a place of prayer in unity and in faith praying, we're going to find ourselves invoking the blessing and the power of God and revival coming into Australia. We are living in days that have never been like this before all around the world. And uh, the levels of stress, anxiety, and depression are not decreasing. They're rising in spite of the fact that much money, all sorts of resources from the government and the community are being poured into these areas. But the real answer is the resurrection and the life. And His name is Jesus. And uh, the churches, if we can pray together to present Christ in a way that is palatable uh, and acceptable and perfect for people to receive, we're going to find that that big gap between people who believe in God and yet don't like the church is going to be closed. And so that people will find themselves coming to the house of God and uh, discovering Jesus and salvation and walking with Him, becoming a disciple of Christ. And, you know, we just heard someone on stage before sharing about Paul and Silas in prison in the midnight hour. They started praying, singing hymns to God. Then there was an earthquake. The chains broke off and, you know, miracles happened. Uh, It was actually in my daily Bible readings this morning. So I thought, wow, that's, you know, the Holy Spirit's on that, you know. Uh, The reality is, Phil, we believe that God hears our prayers and that nations can be shifted. Revival can break out. Miracles can happen. Uh, just speak into that for us for a little bit, Phil. Uh, you know, when we pray, what does it mean to pray in faith and to believe for breakthrough? Well, I definitely think that circumstances like being put in prison have all the potential to shut your faith off. You think, where's God? I've served him faithfully and, and here I am, ended up in prison. But Paul and Silas switched their faith on when circumstances were trying to switch it off. And, and they, it says they prayed. And they sang psalms and hymns. And the combination of worship and prayer is a great 
powerful twin to bring before God. And uh, all of our praying should be accompanied with praise and all of our praise should be accompanied with prayer. And I think that as this ascends before God, we uh, affect the atmosphere. And I think our, our prayer life for it to be full of faith needs not to be sporadic or spasmodic just every now and then, but actually needs to be continual and consistent no matter what is going on in our life because the prayer of faith is not just a believing prayer, it's a prayer of persistence. So that when we pray for something and it didn't happen, we pray again. When it still doesn't happen, we keep on praying. And when it still doesn't happen, we keep on praying. And when it still doesn't happen, we keep on praying. And Jesus, He exhorted us to have persevering prayer. When a friend comes at midnight, knocks on the door and he's refused, he keeps on knocking. And when uh, the widow comes before the unjust judge, she keeps coming until eventually there's a breakthrough. And focused prayer is persistent prayer. And that's what the prayer of faith is. We pray until something happens. We push, as a friend of mine, Jürgen Matesius, who runs a church in San Diego, part of our C3 movement, he put out a book called Push, and we pray until something happens. In fact, in our own church, I've released several books on prayer because I believe that that's the very core and the very reason and the very roots of what is going to guarantee revival and church growth throughout a nation. If a church doesn't pray, it can only anticipate that it's going to wither and die in the future. But the church that prays can anticipate that life is going to come. Even if it doesn't manifest immediately, as we persevere in prayer, we're going to see a breakthrough. I love that. Push, pray until something happens. Uh, such a great phrase. And uh, Phil, you know, I watch you on TV all the time. I see you on Facebook Live. Your churches, uh, how many have you got in Australia and around the world now, C3? Well, there's a little over 110, I think, in Australia. And uh, this week, uh, it was 526. Uh, and so we're seeing new churches every week. Some weeks it's around two or three. Some weeks it's around 20 and uh, starting up. And a lot of them are just starting from nothing. They're birthed out of the ground with with no great crowds or anything like that. And, and so we're seeing this kind of growth happening in a lot of places. Some churches have joined us and that's wonderful too. But uh, we are seeing a, a, a church growth and a church planting uh, revival. And I believe in the local church with all my heart because it's in the local church that we can see disciples made. And all hell is trying to bust down and break down the church, but it will prevail. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Now, Phil, uh, one thing I see you do at a lot of any of your TV programs is you pray for people on the TV. Right. I love that. And, you know, you prayed on the stage here for the nation, but can I ask you to pray for anyone watching this right now? Sure. There might be people that have sicknesses that need healing, sure. people with marriages that need restoring, people with financial breakthroughs, whatever. Uh, right. people are struggling with. Could you just pray a sure. prayer for everyone watching this? Sure. You know, God is, is with you right now. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It may not feel like He's there, and it may not feel like He's close, but He is close. Sometimes our feelings are not reliable indicators of where God is in our world. But the Word of God is. And it says, I will not abandon you. It says, Fear not, I am with you. And I will help you and I'll strengthen you. Don't be dismayed, for I am with you. And when you reach out to God right now, just reach out, maybe lift your hand or look to Him. You're going to find that the power of God will touch you right where you are. Let me pray for you. I believe that God will bring healing and resurrection life into your world. 
Father, I pray for every person, every marriage, every family that is under the sound of my voice right now. And I believe that as we agree together, that a miracle will come into their lives. You're good, Lord, and you're able to touch people. There's nothing too hard for you, nothing. All things are possible with God. And I believe that right now the power of the Holy Spirit is healing people, is helping you with your relationships, with your finances, with your circumstances, with every area of your life. But even more deeply, that that deep purpose and meaningfulness of your life will be revealed to you and you'll have a vision of purpose and, and discover exactly why you're here and be able to apply yourself to that with the gifts and the power that God has put in your life. Father, let every believer today understand that the roots of their life is in prayer and in connection with Christ. I'm praying and believing, Father, for a massive breakthrough all over Australia right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And uh, if you have been you know, impacted today and maybe you want to respond, just go to our website, nationaldayofprayer.org.au. Send us an email. We can put you in touch, uh, you know, with a local church or some prayer ministries if you want some further prayer. Uh, we've got a little bit more time, Phil, and I'll make the most of our time. So starting on Wednesday is the 40 days of prayer and fasting. Right. We're asking people to pray and fast leading up to Easter. Uh, you're, I know that you love to fast. Well, I know that you fast. <laughs> Give us some, uh, some uh, hints uh, from a biblical point of view about the power of fasting. Well, fasting, you know, is, is a, it's a dreadful exercise, really. <laughs> I don't love fasting at all. Uh, we have done a lot of fasting over the years. And uh, I believe it, it uh, turns the font of your prayer from normal to bold wow. uh, before God. I think it amplifies your prayer, but it is not a substitute for faith. I once did a long fast, around 28 days, and at the end of it, the Lord did speak to me, and He said, use the faith that I've given you. Mm. And I thought, well, Lord, you could have told me that at the start, and I <laughs> could have saved myself, you know, that. But but to hear that has and to understand that is is a real need in our lives that fasting does not substitute for faith and uh, it, fasting is not a works that's going to earn you something from heaven but it does have a power to amplify our prayers to actually break chains of bondage in people's lives Jesus talked about some demons are only really going to be uh, disarmed and neutralized through the power of prayer and fasting and I'm not sure quite how that works, but Isaiah speaks about it too, that this is the fast God has chosen to break the bonds of, of oppression. And so when we, when we fast over these 40 days leading up to Easter, uh, let's believe that whatever we are giving up, and honestly, Matt, fasting is about not eating. I know that some people think if they fast Facebook or television, and that might be good. That's a good discipline to have in your life. But fasting is actually about not eating and uh, and even if it is a partial fast where you're fasting two meals a day and you're eating another one or you're fasting certain foods over a period of time such as in a Daniel fast uh, certainly if you're on a um, rigorous kind of fast where it's just water or juices you need to make sure that medically you're up for that uh, and uh, but I know that 
when God speaks to our heart and He calls us to fast and pray, we'll enter into a season that releases power. Jesus fasted for six weeks in that wilderness, and it says He came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And uh, when Moses came down from the mountain after fasting for 40 days, he had the guidance for an entire, and the emergence, the birthing of an entire new nation in his hands. And uh, many times through Scripture, you read of people who fasted and prayed, and it invoked a whole new day of power or nationality or whatever. And so I'm anticipating that this Easter, we will see a whole new day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We're going to wrap up in just a minute, but I'm just curious about your personal devotional time with God. Right. Uh, you know, people might think, you know, going to church is enough, going to events like this is enough, but really we've got to get in the secret place with God. What do you do in the secret place in your personal devotions with God? Okay, so uh, I've written a couple of books on that are devotionals to try and help people do this. Uh, as couples, maybe take 10 minutes in the morning, read through the devotional, say some prayers for the kids and the church and the pastor. And, yeah. and it just creates a consistency that every day you've got a holy habit yeah. in your life at the start of the day. Mm. Uh, and I would urge people everywhere to do that. I personally would try and make my devotions about an hour to an hour and a half to two hours in the morning. Uh, but I don't expect that everybody's got that kind of calling or ability on their life. I would love to think that it's true, but at least if there's some level of devotion in our lives, the book I've written is In Him, uh, and it's about our position in Christ. And another book is actually about prayer. So it gives people a prayer to pray every day that's from Scripture. And so if you need help, please get a hold of those that material. It will help you that's on Amazon or on my website. But I would say that uh, without a personal devotional life on a daily basis, your Christianity is not going to survive. Uh, it, will be, it will be compromised. Jesus, when He taught us to pray, He said, you got to pray, give us today our daily bread. So that means it's a daily prayer. And every day we should go through the pattern of the Lord's Prayer so that we forgive everybody, everything they've ever done to us. Yeah. We pray for provision. We bind the devil. Lead us not into temptation. We find sustenance for any trials we're facing. But we begin and end with praise and worship, yeah. our Father who is in heaven. And the great thing about the Lord's Prayer, the pattern of it, is that the first five parts of that prayer have got nothing to do with us. It's all to do with God. It's our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's the first prayer, reverenced be the name of God. Your will be done, your kingdom come. So the first five things are not about us and it's very important in a narcissistic generation, yeah. narcissistic generation, that we have prayers that remove self from the center and put God there. So we don't go, God, help me. But we go, God, I'm here to help you bring your kingdom and get your will done yeah. on the earth. Encourage you if you just heard that, you know, to make that commitment to seek the Lord early in the morning, start the day right, get your trajectory right in the morning every day. And uh, it's, a, it's a great way to, to launch every day to uh, follow the, the Holy Spirit every day. Uh, well, Phil, I just want to say personally, Thank you for giving us your time today. I did C3 Bible College in 93 yeah. and uh, was a C3 youth great pastor. College. <laughs> great college. Good college, go there. It's a great college, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I did drama and singing, right. and uh, I'm still good at causing drama, and only Jesus likes my singing. Uh, but uh, the, the MTC, the Ministry Training College, was just a foundational year for me, uh, and I ended up in ministry after that. And uh, really, because of your leadership, 
uh, I ended up in ministry all these years. So thank you for what you've done. And I know you've got a heart to raise up the next generation. We've got to raise up young people uh, to plant churches, to go and preach the gospel and get in the media, get get the the gospel out there. And uh, just thanks for being such an inspirational uh, leader. You know, leadership isn't just what you achieve, but what you set in motion. You've set so many great things in motion. So thank you so much. And uh, if people do want to find out more about C3 Churches, uh, of course, you're on Facebook. They can watch you uh, and everything. What's the website with all the the details? Uh, Yeah, myc3.com. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) philpringle.com. But if you look up C3 Church Global, uh, their website will show you wherever in the world or in Australia you can find a C3 Church near you. And we'd love to see you. We'd try and look after you as best we possibly can. We'd love to treat people like royalty and... uh, Welcome any newcomers. Our church is a church for all nationalities. Everybody is welcome from all backgrounds and all ethnicities. We love you and look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much, Pastor Phil. God bless you, mate. Thanks Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.